It's a trap, you walked right into the hate All over a new king that's face is just replaced It's all the same, used to be ruled by force And no matter who it is, they'll still carry on the torch Just a lie, cheat, steal, half of what you make Taxation is theft, it's time to vacate the state Newsflash, all your cash is an you From killers who really do steal from you Inflation is a weapon used by every nation Who says that the same in the world through lies Have they disguised and pass off as bravery? Well, I got news, debt is slavery It don't matter who's matter, a new master don't matter When they both want the same, the state don't play no games They got you trying to survive and put you on sides And ready to kill each other, that's conquering divide It's all for show, all for hyper control that's a fucking is 2020 Zozo boy. Uh, and we're back with an episode of Bones and Ties. We're here with you on the Saturday night to give everything you want to hear and more. We're back. We got some stories. It just seems like it gets more grim. Grimmer and grimmer. Yeah. Curious and curious. Hey, listen, I'm living my best life. I mean, we are. The yeah. people are, hopefully. We hope you're living your best life out there. But the stories, though, the things on the... On the hot sheets, which yeah. is also going to be explained by our explanation of the documentary Shadowgate, perhaps. Um, yeah. Yeah, you guys uh, probably need to check that documentary out. The only way you can find it, as of right now, is to go to Google or DuckDuckGo, preferably. Type in Shadowgate, all one word, documentary, and look for the BitChute link. Because uh, YouTube took it down, Facebook took it down, shortly after she was arrested. You know? Yeah. Doesn't seem weird, right? No. Before we get started on the topic today, do we have some uh, housekeeping we need to do first? Well, we want to talk about our artist, JNY5 yeah. Internet Studios on Instagram. That guy that always does that fucking premium artwork for us. Straight fire. You know, even like our last episode, he was very... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he... he, we, he... <clears throat> He got me, he got me straight. We were uh, we were talking. And I was not erring on the side of caution. He was like, "Listen, man, check it out. You gotta you gotta be cautious unless you're trying to go into the memory hole." He got me straight. We we adjusted the title. Yeah, he he was definitely just hit. as I went to him this week to adjust the title before we even recorded the show. Oh yeah, yeah. I told you about that. Oh yeah, you did. I'm sorry. You no, know, nah, you're fine. I'm, I'm, I have I got, I got 2020 memory brain. I got bad. Brain. That 5G though, it's yeah. fucking with your head. I got silly brain all the way. <laughs> we're surrounded by 5G towers. Little punk ass eating Ohio. I am as what the French would say, on the thawed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bleep that out. <laughs> Not really. That'd be funny, though. It would if be. Because they'd be like, what the fuck did you just We need say? to do a full edit show where I just edit this. People are like, what are they saying? Yeah. You'd be surprised. I don't know if you've seen the comments. Like, what did you say there? Did you, just, did you say this? What did you say? I want to know. I'm not mad. I just want to know. It's funny. What is it? You Probably know? something. Chances are, now, don't get me wrong, I think sometimes you do it just to troll. Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> what the I, fuck did he just say? Sometimes I feel like maybe, I don't know, one of us gets in a doldrum, I need to change the vibe, and I just, I shake it up a bit. Yeah, it could be something innate, you'll just, we'll be talking about something, and all of a sudden I'll be like, you know, I was talking to uh, this person the other day about, and it was like, <laughs> or like whatever noise you pick, dolphin laughing or what have you. Sometimes just reverse it. But the thing is, like, I, I like it. Keeps you on your feet. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Sometimes it's a it's a it's a nuclear bomb. Oh yeah. It, yeah. It's kinda <laughs> like it's kinda like a podcast version of Minesweeper. Mm, yeah. Except you don't listen, you don't even get to find out where you the mines are. You can't even see the board. Yeah. You're just walking around. We're not even giving a warning. No. You know what? It could be your own version of Bones and Tubs Mad Libs that you play with yourself. Fill in the blank. Yeah, for sure. Fill in the blank with whatever you thought was appropriate word that we 
should use for for that uh, whatever we said that gets blanked out. Speaking of that, uh, we talked about this before, and I want to know what the people think, the Buns and Tubs Nation or Order or whatever you want to call it. We yeah, kind of stagnated on figuring that out, you know. Mm-hmm. But all of you listening, would you like to hear us do a podcast where we just do silly Mad Libs or maybe watch a video? If so. Hit us up at our Gmail, bonesandtubsgmail.com. Maybe hit us up in the DMs at instagram.com forward slash bonesandtubs. I'm down to clown. Charlie Brown. <sighs> I know we both are. Some of those are fire. Yeah. They're, they make me giggle. They make yeah. me giggle. My, my dark soul giggle, then certainly. Yes. It's going to help other people get through their day. Exactly. So let us know. But, uh, yeah, JMY5. What about uh, his great work? His side page, Mr. Nameboy, where yeah. he. He does some work for you for a very nominal fee. Check him out. Mr. Nameboy on Instagram. You want some artwork done? Yeah. You want something done? JNY5, Mr. Nameboy. Hit him up. You know what we should really do is get commissioned like a full, what would be cool, <clears throat> is just pick one of the really cool artworks he's done for us and yeah. just get it blown up into a poster to put oh on our wall. Oh, my God. Like we... Like, you can't see it right now, but in our studio, the wall that we're facing, yeah, or the wall that we're up against, like, what's behind us... There is spots on either side that are the perfect size for posters. Yeah. For the show. Like, or. We got to update this beautiful bitch, too. I know. I'll throw. God, that, I, I put, don't want to paint over it, though. Put so much work into that. I you know. know? It, we have, it has to stay on the lower tier, but if we could get some, like, hang, like maybe a little, I don't know, a little, little print, something, like a little flag. Maybe yeah. Little. So, and I'll say this to anybody else out there if you're an artist, um, if you want to, like, create some sort of. Uh, poster sized uh uh wall art yeah uh we would gladly probably put it on the wall i mean uh the 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 barger man commissioned to work for me it's oh, fantastic in the studio i can't get into the details of what it looks like all can the i way. read it uh i'm gonna reverse the name of course yes yes follow me you're dumb radiation can't hurt you and then she's just looking off into space trying to be sexy now this female i'm just gonna go on a side slight diatribe She's so intelligent that, like, you know, I always thought that if you were a slightly attractive or even moderately attractive female mm-hmm. on Instagram and you were posting slooty pictures, yeah, you'd probably get some attention. Yeah. Right? She has less followers than us. And I tried to explain to her one day about hashtags to try and help her. Yeah. Just as a friendly gesture. She's like, what a hashtag. And I was like, oh, okay. I tried to explain it. I tried to explain it in basic terms. They're like buckets. Yeah. Okay. When you tag a bucket with a certain mm-hmm. hashtag, anytime somebody searches that and they find your picture in that bucket, yeah. they might like it. They might follow you. Yeah. I mean, it's just like uh, <coughs> this last week you had that post that you made that I don't know what hashtag made it fucking explode. Mm. I think it was just the, but whole, it was just the, the me- whole topic. It was the meme of Kamala Harris being a cop. Mm. And it like blew up. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like. It's like a, for me, I think when it comes to social media, there's a certain bell curve for like, uh, I don't like, <laughs> I think I've figured out how to get around certain things that uh, uh, disturb me about social media, i.e. negative t- negativity. You know what I mean? Like comments and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I just don't look at them. <laughs> right. I mean, imagine, <clears throat> imagine if you will. I mean, I'm sure, uh, you know, a lot of people who are on those Epstein flight logs, uh, probably get hashtagged all the time and some pedophile shit, and they just how do I was like how do they cope? How do they deal? Well, they do it like if you're like, <clears throat> if you're like, if you're like uh, the pedophile Tom Hanks who uh, most likely bought someone as a daughter, right? 
Yeah. A uh, child sex slave from a father who was a piece of shit and sold his kid to Tom Hanks. Allegedly. Allegedly, of course. Um, supposedly, also. That's a very important word. Um, you would just go ahead and maybe contact Instagram and be like, hey, stop letting people tag me and shit. Because I posted that uh, Epstein Island. It looked like a movie. Yeah. Remember that? Did you see it? I think I, yeah, I remember that. It looked like a shitty, like a Forrest Gump movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Movie cover. And it had him, Oprah Winfrey, and a bunch of other people that were all on the on the flight log. Yeah. And I tried to tag Tom Hanks in it, and Instagram was like, you cannot do this. You cannot tag Tom Hanks. So I was like, wow, Instagram won't let me tag Tom Hanks, so here's at Oprah Winfrey. I just went down the line. Yeah. I'm just trying to do the good work. Fuck all of them. Well, and that's Allegedly. The I fig- I think, I, and that's what I figured out was, I was like, you know, <laughs> you just ignore it, you know? Because, you know, you think about the president- <laughs> I'm sure yeah. that there is somebody out there who just every day just adds him some crazy, negative, fucking terrible vitriol. Terrible shit, yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. Mm. But I feel like if someone did that to me... You'd probably turn your shit off. Yeah, so... Or you'd quit checking your notifications. Well, that's the thing. I don't look at the comments anymore. I'm like, oh, shit, this thing has like fucking... Goddamn 300-something comments on it. Here's the thing that helps me, if you were to help. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the comment, just go to the comments, read them, and then respond appropriately. Because no. that just feeds the it feeds the uh, the algorithm. I yeah, True, but I really hate... I put in like... I, okay, you, you, you know what it is? I put in like six hours of work on that post. I, I get it, but you know what the thing is that, that just like totally turns me off the whole thing? Hmm. Is one, I have never enjoyed online debating. <laughs> I get it. I hate it. I hate talk because I have always been one that, like, I feel like when it comes to face to face, I'm batting probably at least like seven hundred. I'm um, yeah. winning debates with people face to face. You don't have to win on the internet. The the, the 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 key is to make the people that love you because there are people that love you. But see, the thing people is, people tell me things to tell you because they know you won't respond but, to it. But here's <laughs> here's the thing though: is like I can't divorce my like I my emotions are in it. Right. So like like even if like I, I can't see the thing is like it's like I'm impervious, I can't be a troll. Right? Right. Like even when I've tried I've ta- dabbled in the water of trolling before, like it just ultimately li- ends up with me once again with my heart on my sleeve because I'm I'm like y- you see what I mean? Like I can't divorce myself I don't, I from my emotions when that. it comes to my feelings about certain things, right? So that's why I can't like because the thing is, and that's the worst part is, is like because the back and forth on social media is entirely too frustrating for me. The thing is with our posts, though, the thing that helps it obviously are the more comments. So if we respond back to everything and have conversations, you know, I come for the love because there's a lot of love from the nation. Yeah, all y'all listeners, they like uh, you know putting out their happiness. They like letting us know like ah it was funny. We like that shit. Yeah. I like letting them know how I feel about it or maybe just hitting them with some emojis to make them feel a certain type of way that I feel. And whenever I come across a hater, I like I poke the bear because I want the bear to talk more on the comments well, see, to drive the post. That's true. And I'm glad you can do that aspect of it because that's just not me. Because the thing is, like I said, I, my, my emotions go into it and I just end up saying scornful, mean shit that I, in real life, I would never say in person. And that's what the other thing I hate about the internet. Half these motherfuckers would be fucking straight cowards in person about their opinions. That's fine. 
or like they only feel strong in groups. Kind of like Antifa. I'm just trying you know to mean? get us to the level of fame where more people can be awake and we don't have to go to the like, factory of sadness let me, anymore. I get it. it. But let's put it this way. Uh, uh, I mean, like when it comes to, you know, this like hate and whatnot, uh, like I said, Antifa before, you never see one Antifa person by themselves. It's always a group. Yeah, because, because they come because from the same generation of crack babies people, we talked about earlier. Well, that's the thing. People who talk that boldly will only talk that boldly knowing that there's other people that think like them around them. An army of shitty fighters behind yeah. them. You might be able to take out six or seven, but ten of them are going to whoop you. Yeah. So, it's that being said, we had this so morning. still a coward. Because yeah. here's the thing. Total coward. If you were, if you were like all the way, you, you, you stood up to the courage of your convictions. <clears throat> first of all, your ass wouldn't be in places where your opinions are already kind of accepted. Like an echo chamber. Exactly. Yeah. You would go to somewhere where your opinions are not accepted and you would start espousing that shit. You'd like, stand on top of your tiny little soapbox you built yourself and you would scream it from the mountaintops. Yeah. Come to my neck of the woods, right? Yeah. Start talking about collectivism. Oh, well, I mean, we we uh, we put a video on our YouTube page, YouTube. And that there should be there sh- bones and tubs. That there should be no such thing as private property and things. Start talking like that. Go like to our local Walmart, stand outside of it, and start talking like that. And wait how long until you get your the shit kicked out of you. <clears throat> the video without, it, without having your dudes there. The video Just we recorded saying. that Black Lives Matter protest. Like uh, we all saw how polite they were because they knew that we weren't fucking around. People were strapped. The cops yeah. were there, but they were handing out water. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like, hey, everybody, oops, all guns. You yeah. know? Go ahead and fuck around. But they're they're not meant for that type of shit, man. They don't mean it. Or at least they're pussies. Well, see, and that's the thing, though, is like, and that's the thing, that's the other side of the whole, my emotions are invested in this shit <laughs> thing, is is it it frustrates me even more knowing that these people don't care. Like, they have, they have, they've invested nothing in it, right? So, like, at this point, it's just, I'm just not going to I, participate. I don't know. Maybe I was meant to be a troll. That, and that's the was, thing. That might be, that's your forte. Mine, I can't. I legitimately love everyone that loves me back. I give them all the attention, all the love that they deserve. Maybe not enough, because they're fucking awesome. All of our listeners are awesome. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, yeah, I definitely know that. Because, I mean, if you don't read the comments, you don't know. But they're out there. I, I read, I'm not saying I don't read any comments, you, right? You, you uh, cherry pick. I do cherry pick. That's fine. Listen, it affects me in yeah, my mood. It's good, man. It's a good, it's an uplift. It's nice to know that we're helping people or we're making them happy or we're making them laugh or whatever it is. I read the message. I, I go through and I, even if I don't respond back, I do read the messages. Yeah. I'm just. You got to hit them with that love, man. So I, many people are like, I wish tubes were sharing enough tubes. I'm just, I'm, I'm a ghost, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I am so... 20 years from now, I'm going to find out when this podcast is already blown up that I was doing this by myself the whole time because you've been my friend, but you were actually gone. Yeah. Tragic car accident happened when we were children. And I'm a psychopath. And everybody's just everybody's <laughs> just placating to you. Yeah, good job. We <laughs> to you, you do fucking a, weirdo. You do such a good job. There's so many Reddit pages about how I'm a douchebag. <laughs> and I'm a fucking weirdo. Nah, but I, I just... I, I, you know, I, I'll try to get on there and do some love. You know, if I if I see it. Okay, so we're done talking about how much we love you. Even though we want you to know all the time, like we tell you at the end of every show, we love you. We really do. I mean it's a fact. Yeah. It's a fact of nature. Anyway, we got a story here. We're gonna we're gonna ease in, we're gonna we're gonna lube this up. God damn it. What is going on? Jeesh. I don't know. That sounds a lot better. 
Say we sally forth. Yeah. So anyway, we love you. We're going to keep doing the good work. A lot of people keep saying that. It's almost like they're afraid. They're like, you're my favorite podcast. I'm so glad that we're your favorite podcast. And I wish that you would go ahead and just like we are, we're going to sally forth. We're going to tell the world. And we want you to tell your friends, tell your family, spread the nation. Mm-hmm. Bones and Ducks podcast. Anyway, we're going to spit on this. We're going to lube it up, slide it on in there. Slide it on in there. Uh, this news story here, we got zerohedge.com, which is one of the ones that Tubbs and I both go to every... Sorry. I'm trying to figure out what that is. Tubbs and I go to just about every day. And we, I mean, we read the... What the fuck is that, man? Because it's pissing me off It's now. driving me crazy. Hold on. Which one's yours? Head? Is this my headphones? Is it doing it now? Yeah. Still doing it? There's nothing different out here, right? No. Hold on. Let me move the bank back a little bit. Maybe it's too much juice. The bank cord <sighs> is like wrapped with the mic cord. It might just be... I don't know, man. Nah. This is like, listen, this is why I'm going to college for this shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to look back on this in about a year and be like, we're fucking dumb. We're fucking stupid. Look at this rig. It's fucking stupid. I like that shit you said the other day about the dog. Like, because the dog. And, uh, this is, listen, oops, all technical difficulties, but we're trying to figure this out. We had some popping. I'm sure you heard it. Might have heard a little bit Maybe of it. Maybe not. I don't know if it'll come out in the edit or not, but we, his dog, there it is again. Yeah. His dog ate one of my knives the other day. Not the whole knife, obviously, but. Chewed up the holster. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the holder, whatever you want to call it. The sheath. There it is. Yeah. And um, we were just joking about random things a dog might eat. Like, hey, asshole. I yeah. went out in your fucking punk-ass podcast studio and I ate all your equipment. I don't know what your podcast sounds like, but it tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the business. Yeah. Favorite topic, COVID. I don't know what I'm doing. COVID. COVID-19, if you haven't heard about it, if you haven't been uh, to the grocery store lately or walked out of your fucking house or had to have been putting a tampon on your face to go into a goddamn store. Uh, anyway, by the way, we sell masks that... Uh, <laughs> that Bones and Tubbs logo on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, it's on our Instagram. Check it out in the bio. But anyway, spit on it, slide it in there. ZeroHedge.com. Title, renowned U- European... Union scientist, COVID-19 was engineered in a China lab. Effective vaccine unlikely. It will not be possible for Dr. Fauci, for the Dr. Fauci's of the world to dismiss Professor Professor Giuseppe Giuseppe Trito as a crank. Not only is he an internationally known expert in biotechnology and nanotechnology who has had a stellar academic career, but he is also the president of the World Academy of Biomedical Sciences and Technologies. W-A-B-T, an institution founded under the aegis of UNESCO in 1997. In other words, he is a man of considerable stature in the global scientific community, equally important. One of the goals of the W-A-B-T is to analyze the effect of biotechnologies like genetic engineering on humanity. In his new book, This World Class Scientist does exactly that. And what he says is that China is that the China virus definitely wasn't a freak of nature that happened to cross the species barrier from bat to man. It was genetically engineered. In the Wuhan Institute of Virology's P4, meaning highly contaminant lab, in a program supervised by the Chinese military, Professor Trito's book, which at present is only available in Italian, insert Italian hand gesture, Mm. is called 
Sina COVID-19. Le camera che hi cam I'm not gonna fucking. You want me that. to do it? I think I could, yeah, I, I think, think, I think you should. This. You're on that. You're on that Duolingo. Yeah, as I say, not yeah. a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but you should all check it out because yeah, they should also sponsor us. Apparently, uh, Italian should be our next one. You ready? I'm gonna do the Italian hand gesture while I say it though. Can I, do I feel it? like it can helps. I do it too to you help you? Too, I'm yeah. gonna give you power. Tina COVID nineteen. La camera che ha cambiato il mondo, or the Chinese. The China COVID-19, the chimera that changed the world. It was published on August 4th by a major Italian press. Edizino Cantigali. Think that's right? Cantigali. Edizioni Cantigali. Okay. I didn't do too bad. Yeah. Which coincidentally also published the Italian edition of one of my books, Population Control. Controllo demographico <laughs> in Italian several years ago. What sets Professor Tretto's book apart is the fact that it demonstrates conclusively, in my view, the pathway by which the PLA-owned coronavirus was genetically modified to become the China virus, now ravaging the world. His account leaves no doubt that it is a chimera or an organism created in the lab. Okay, so yeah, just for <clears throat> just a kind of sidebar for the chimera thing. Yeah. Chimera is actually an alchemaic term. Yeah. Or it was a term used to describe like multiple animals crossed together. Yeah. Right. So that's where they're they're coming up with that term. For sure. Because I mean, we talked about it before it a long time ago. Yeah. You know, when they first sent tests of the shit all over the planet People to like, figure it out, <laughs> scientists were like, uh This has AIDS, MERS, and SARS in it. Like, like this was made yeah, in a laboratory. This, does this couldn't exist in nature? Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's Frankenstein. Yeah. He also connects the dots, linking the Wuhan lab to France and the United States, showing how both countries provided financial and scientific help to the Chinese as they began to conduct even more dangerous bioengineering experiments. Although neither American nor French virologists are responsible for the end result, a highly infectious coronavirus and a global pandemic. Their early involvement may explain why so many insist that the chimera must have come from nature. The last thing they want to do is admit that they might have had a hand in it. Uh, those of us who early on argued for a laboratory origin were dismissed as conspiracy theorists. Our articles were censored as fake news. Also, just as quick sidebar, our video was taken down on Pornhub. Anyway, often by American virologists who knew perfectly, perfectly well what the truth was, but preferred to protect China and themselves from scrutiny, lest they themselves be implicated. Dr. Tretos, 272 pages of names, dates, places, and facts leaves such apologists with no place to hide. Let me, I got a, I got a quick question. Okay, Dan. <clears throat> How much money do you think you can make being a scientist in America, like getting paid by the Chinese to say... Well, goddamn! Our own government paid a scientist a one-time, uh, two of them, a one-time payment of fifty grand to say that the uh, link between heart disease and sugar was actually responsible by uh, saturated fat and cholesterol. Now, was that a, that changed a fucking generation's diet? But was that a government scientist, or was that a, th or was that the government it was directly or, implicated with the FDA, or was that like, allegedly? Oh, was the, okay, I was gonna say. That, I mean, was that's. That, Remember that uh, was, was like, that 90s, you know, early 2000s? That, yeah. Where that was the whole diet. Everybody was, everything still, like you still see it cholesterol-free. Well, yeah, then they- You need cholesterol. They tried to, they tried to give us, what was it, Alestra, and it made every, give everybody poop butt? Yeah. Yeah. Gave everybody Oops, leaky butts. Oops, water butt. Yeah. Our sewage bills went down but, because it was harder to push the shit through. More often than not, a lot of times what happens is, is that 
companies will pay off scientists to say, hey. Right. But, I mean, if you're saying the FDA well, I mean, is implicated. Fuck, that was back then, but right now, like, we've we've talked about it a million times here here recently that corporations and government are virtually the same thing. Yeah. just I mean, yeah, there's... I mean, what are we in now? What are, what uh, are we kidding? A corporatocracy? Uh, what was the word we, we decided on before? I mean, most people would just call it uh, 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 an oligarchy. Yeah. I mean, I mean we're... That's really what it is. We're there. The marriage is clear. The, the opinions of Sprint. And uh, the Constitution, uh, they don't see eye to eye. You know so I mean? the thing is, like, when you think about it, I mean, I guess that's shit. It's heavy. This is going to go perfectly in with our end topic. This is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. This is fucking, we didn't even plan this. I mean, the, the thing is, it, it just, it baffles me. <laughs> like, I wish pe- more people understood, like, hey. They're going to. Like, nine out of ten dentists say that you should use this toothpaste. Right. Right? That's because nine out of ten dentists probably get free shit from them. Yeah. And they're like, hey. They didn't, they got paid to overlook the fact that the only study involving fluoride and tooth health was between people who didn't brush their teeth and people who brushed their teeth with water only. Do you think there's ever, like, somehow managed to fit fucking fluoride toothpaste in that bitch? Do you think there's ever, like... Shout out, Dr. Like Doug. gatekeepers in the dental community for dentists who are like, wait a minute, fluoride doesn't do anything. Why did they tell us in, in dental school that I fluoride didn't do anything? I can't hear you all, bro. This money I've and, got. And, they just, and the professor is just like, get out. <laughs> get out right now yeah. and never come back. You have you do, you do you cannot be a dentist. Yeah. You're, a, you're a bad man. You're a bad man. It's bad enough that they have one of the high, other than cops, because cops should kill themselves, allegedly, but <laughs> dentists have a really high suicide rate. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, nobody likes to go to the dentist. No. You, all you do is watch people squirm. Which, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, we're getting off topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The story begins following the SARS epidemic in 2003 as the Chinese attempt to develop vaccines to combat the deadly disease. Dr. Xi Jingyi? Xi Jingli? I'm going to go Xi Jingli on that one. Yeah. About whom I had previously written was in charge of the program at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In vaccine development, reverse genetics is used to create, a vi- to create viral strains that have reduced pathogenicity. Yeah. <clears throat> but to which the immune system responds by creating antibodies against the virus. But reverse genetics can also be used to create viral strains that have increased pathogenicity. That is what Dr. Xi, encouraged by PLA bioweapons experts, began to increasingly support. Or, I'm sorry, focus her research on, according to Professor Tretto. Dr. Xi first solicited help from the French government, which built the P4 lab, and from the country's Pasteur. Yeah, uh, after the illustrious Louis Pasteur. Yeah, who... Who created pasteurization. You know, the process that kept us from dying when we drank milk. Also lowered our immunity. Because, you know, back in the day, milk was, was a danger beverage. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just, I feel like they could have had some better safety standards. You imagine, like, like, you're having a hard day, and you, like, come in. You, like, come in from work. Yeah. And, like, your wife's nagging, and you're like, you know what? I just need hey, a goddamn glass honey, of milk. Fuck this. You know what? Watch this, bitch. And then he just, like, chugs a bunch of milk, and she's like, no, you're going to die. No, stop. You can only have six ounces. Yeah. <laughs> then he went in the bedroom and gave her that one way before he died, drank the milk from the titty and it saved him. Got diarrhea and all over the sheets. Fever. That's why your grandma had plastic on her couch because she was squirter and grandpa knew what he was oh, doing. God. Shout out wedge pillows. Anyway, uh. continue. And from the country's Pasteur Institute, which showed her how to manipulate HIV genomes, the gene insertion method is 
used is called Reverse Genetic System 2. Anyway, I'm going to skip the rest of that. The U.S. was involved as well, particularly Professor Ralph S. Barrick from the University of North Carolina, who was on the receiving end of major grants, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. This is, of course, Dr. Anthony Fauci's shop. Fauci was a big proponent of gain-of-function research. And when this was prohibited at Barrick's lab because it it was considered to be too dangerous, the research was shifted to China. Which, if you think about it, is very convenient. Like, ah, oh, man, this has a lot of heat. Let's just pay money to these Chinese bastards listen, that we're going to talk shit about. Listen, these chai comms will do anything for enough money. Yeah. <laughs> they hate capitalism, but they Look, fucking love listen, capitalism. Listen, these dudes love money more than any capitalist I know. These stupid motherfuckers. We print our money from listen, nothing. It's literally paper. Listen. Here you go. Here's a stack of paper, you fucking... You <laughs> bastard! Yeah, you you ain't gotta say it. I ain't worried about it. I know. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna. Take I just care like of that. when you say a little bit of something because it's like, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Professor Tretto believes that while Doctor Xi's research began as an effort to develop vaccines against SARS, it gradually morphed into an effort to use reverse genetics to build lethal biological weapons. What did they turn into supervillains? Not man, it's every, like it's every goddamn thing, right? Like we talked about this shit before with the free energy. They were like, Tesla had this thing where we could all have free energy, and they're like, you know what we could do with that? <laughs> we could fucking kill the shit out of some brown people. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at now. You can't even. It goes across back like everything. I imagine it even involves diapers. They're like, you know, what we could put in diapers, Chinese diapers. Yeah, AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that shit where we talked about the uh, oh, fuck. What was that drug called? It was an AIDS medication. Um, fuck. They quit selling it in the United States because they found it was dangerous. We oh Shit, we talked about this shit a long time ago. But what they, they took it and they were like, we can't listen. We cannot sell this in the United States. Yeah. But what we're going to do, we're going to sell it to Europe. <laughs> yeah. And they found out, oh shit, we got AIDS from this drug. It was a, <clears throat> what's that drug, uh, the disease that causes you to bleed? Uh, <clears throat> hemophilia? Yeah, it was a hemophiliac drug. Oh, okay. And it caused AIDS. Oh, that's good to know. We talked about it before. It's yeah, been a long time. I'm sure time. we did, man. Unless we've talked about a lot, a lot of stuff <coughs> listen, on the show. Listen, 2020 has been a motherfucker. You imagine how many times I've had people approach me. Like, people like you know, at the factory <coughs> yeah. who like just start listening to the show and they bring something to me from like episode 30. And yeah, I'm like... Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I'm like, what the fuck are you even... Th- I said that? Like, yeah. <coughs> No, we literally use this show as a... Form of therapy and to help people. We got to get it out of our heads and we got to wake you up. Anyway, continuing. This was the reason that the Wuhan lab became China's leading center for virology research in recent years, attracting major funding and support from from the central government. I would add that the rule in communist-controlled China, it's easier to just write chai but whatever, I'm not an author, mm-hmm. is let the civilians support the military, which means that as soon as Dr. Xi's research showed any potential military uses, the PLA would have begun exercising control over the research. And it just goes on. Anyway, if you want to check that out, you know the title. You know where it's at. We got to get on to the topics. Yes. Okay, so we talked about on the last episode, Millie Weaver. Yes. Being arrested. Her fucking beautiful blonde ass. For robbery? Robbery? So there were a few, there were a few felony charges. Okay. And, We're going to uh, read the story. And that had, mind you, I believe that was breaking on the last episode. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yes. Uh uh, now, do we want to go over, like, dance around, then get to the meat of it in the documentary? So, yes. Breaking news. 
And we're back. Piss break. Dr. Pepper break. You have that from time to time. You want me to go ahead and jostle this story, or you want to you want to dance around it first? I I would pretty like short and concise. What the article? The article is fairly decently short. Or maybe not. It's fairly short, but it it gives you a uh, a mainstream view of what they want you to believe. Okay, so can I read this? Sure. Okay. Pull- but just to preempt, she was arrested, and later in the week, uh, her boss. Alex Emmerich Jones, Alexander yes. Jones, Alex Jones, Infowars.com. Uh, fired her. Yeah. The champion of free speech. Fired her. Yeah, he got rid of her. Hmm. Just <clears throat> let that sink in for a minute. So basically what you're saying is the timeline of events goes, Millie Weaver works on documentary. She's about to release documentary. She releases trailer for documentary to build hype. Yeah. She gets arrested on what the police on a recording called a secret indictment. Mm-hmm. From a grand jury, from something that happened fucking months ago. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. She goes to jail, and then she's summarily fired. By Alex Jones. And all these things are organic. But the the documentary's out now. Yes. It's called Shadowgate. You could find it on BitChute. And we're going to talk about it here in a minute, but first I'm going to read this article from... Uh, <laughs> I think I chose the Cleveland one. Cleveland? Is this just called Cleveland? Mm. <laughs> it just says Cleveland. That's what the URL Cle- says. Cleveland.com. Okay, this is from Cleveland.com. The headline reads uh, Infowars, Millie Weaver, boyfriend and brother threw mother to the ground and took her cell phone, police report says. This is from the 18th of August. Cleveland, Ohio. The felony charges against Infowars correspondent Millie Weaver stem from an April incident where Weaver, her boyfriend, and her bo- brother. Grabbed her mother, threw her to the ground, and stole her cell phone, according to a police report of the incident released Monday. Weaver's mother, 51-year-old Felisa McCarran, told Portage County Sheriff's deputies on April 25th that she was recording audio of the trio verbally abusing her when they saw her cell phone in her back pocket and attacked her. A copy of the report obtained by Cleveland.com shows... The report contains written summaries from two deputies who said that Weaver, her brother Charles Chuck Weaver... And her uh, brother Gavin Wentz, or her sorry, her boyfriend Gavin Wentz, gave conflicting stories that contradicted evidence at the scene. The story did not stand up to basic scrutiny in the form of of basic investigation. The report says, uh, "Excuse me." The report obtained Monday by Cleveland dot com provides a window into the case against Millie Weaver, who was charged by secret indictment over. Uh, I'm gonna finish reading this, and then I, I have to I have to fucking express, you know. You should by secret indictment in July with robbery, tampering with evidence, obstructing justice, and domestic violence. The trio arrested on Friday and held at the Portage County Jail until their Monday arraignment, where they pleaded not guilty. They were issued twenty thousand dollar bond and released on their own recognizance. Her arrest spurred online conspiracy theories that her arrest was on charges of stealing government documents. Then an intimidation tactic meant to silence a video that she was set to release online. The video was released hours after her arrest. Portage County Prosecutor Victor Vuglucci said Monday that he didn't know that he didn't know who Millie Weaver was before arrest, and that the case had nothing to do with her political beliefs or whatever she chooses to publish. Defense Attorney Eugene O'Brien and Troy Reeves, who are both listed as Millie Weaver's attorneys in court records, did not return a phone call seeking comment on Monday. The report says that McCarran came from California to stay with the trio at Wentz's Yale Road home earlier this year after her employer in North Hollywood shut down due to the coronavirus. McCarran told deputies that Millie Weaver was swearing at her, being mean and calling her names. On April 25th, 
on April 25th, and she was texting with a bishop at the Mormon church where she attended about... Where she attended, the report says. McCarran says she's decided to record the behavior on her cell phone and place it in the back pocket of her jeans while she made a grilled cheese sandwich, the report says. Mill Weaver sat at the bar. Charles Weaver washed the dishes, and Wentz told, stood nearby, the report said. The trio began picking on her, including talking down to her and generally just being mean. I'm sorry. You're good. McCarran told deputies someone noticed the phone in her pocket and su- suggested that she was recording, the report says. The report does not identify who made the suggestion. McCarran said Wentz told Charles Weaver to grab her, and the two grabbed her arms. McCarran said Willie Weaver joined in, and all three wrestled the mother to the ground. McCarran said, according to the report, McCarran said she tried to kick and punch while they were on her. The cell phone fell out of the pocket and someone grabbed it, the report says. McCarran then ran out of the house and said that she was going to call the police. She ran to a neighbor's house and dialed 911. The report says that both McCarran and the neighbor saw Charles Weaver run to the edge of the woods behind the house and return almost immediately as McCarran was on the phone with deputies. McCarran suspected her son was trying to get rid of her cell phone, the report says. Deputies got to the home and spoke to Millie Weaver. Charles Weaver and Wentz in the driveway. According to the report, Millie Weaver told deputies that her mother was mentally ill and unreliable and become aggressive and pulled a knife on them, the report says. Millie Weaver told the deputies that McCarran lost her cell phone two days earlier and that may have triggered her to act out. A deputy later called the phone and it rang several times before it went to her voicemail, the record says. The deputy noted in the report that Millie Weaver paused numerous times and seemed to be thinking of the details as she spoke and that whenever the deputy asked for a specific detail of the incident, the trio paused and looked at each other before one spoke, as if looking for the right answer before one would provide an answer. Charles Weaver confirmed the dep- to the deputies that he ran to the woods. He said he was checking on a drainage issue in the yard and agreed to show them the area the report said. The deputy noted that Charles Weaver first said he made the check about an hour before deputies arrived before the incident involving McCarran. The report said he, he later agreed that it was after the incident. As the pair was walking, the deputy said he asked Charles Weaver why there were no footprints in the mud other than the ones they were in the process of making, and he answered only that he was jogging earlier. Wentz told another deputy that the flooding issues were in a different part of the yard from where Charles Weaver had taken the deputy. The I'm not saying the report said it anymore. <laughs> right. <clears throat> the deputy also asked Charles Weaver, if it, Charles Weaver if it was odd that he chose to check on a dra- drainage issue after McCarran ran out of the house screaming that she was going to call police. He answered that nobody thought McCarran would actually call the police. Charles Weaver later said that McCarran has a history of calling police at places she's lived at in the past. How much longer is this? It's not terribly long. This is an interesting part of this article. It's completely different than some of the other articles I found. Mm -hmm. That's why I chose that one. Yeah. The deputies confronted the trio on the inconsistencies in the stories, and they said they did not believe they were telling the truth. All three insisted they were telling the truth. One of the deputies told them that they could face charges based on what McCarran said, and Wentz said he wanted to speak to an attorney. The report says the deputies told Wentz he was not in custody and was free to walk away at any time. The report also says that Millie Weaver complained to the deputies that they were standing with an aggressive posture while they were interviewing them. They probably saw a dog somewhere nearby and they wanted to shoot it. The deputies know that they were standing casually with their hands clutching their vests. They asked Weaver how she would like them to stand, and she did not provide an answer. After the trio went back inside and the deputies were preparing to leave, Wentz and Millie Weaver then returned from their home, returned from their homes, recording cell phone video, asking deputies for their names and badge numbers. Wentz later called the sheriff's department several times to complain about the deputies' actions, claiming that they did not read him his Miranda rights. The report says 
said the deputies told Wins several times that he was not detained in any way. The report also said that Wins acknowledged while making the complaint that he did not re- provide all the details to the deputies because they were embarrassing. <laughs> so if you want to move on from here, we will. Because you've already written that. <clears throat> We've already read the, the things that I wanted to be read from that article. Okay. So the reason why I chose that article is because I read three or four uh, national news stories. Mm-hmm. Maybe even from another country. News yeah. stories. Uh, these... these uh, BuzzFeed types, you know, always trying to get the shit out first. This story is the only one that acknowledged that they're not married. It's the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Every other one called her a husband. Yeah. Which to me, whatever, trivial detail, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. The story is completely different too, because the first story that I read in those first three or four stories was that this mother, who was a shady individual, apparently, yeah. was in the house of Millie Weaver and. This is like literally while she's making the documentary. This is back when it was April. Mm-hmm. And she's got her phone out. They catch her recording and taking pictures of these documents that she had gotten, like in her whatever her space was or her room that she was doing this work in. Huh. And she was trying to like record this shit. So they took the phone, like, what are you doing? Like, what, this isn't out yet. And she's, she gave him some bullshit answer and then they smashed the phone. And they're like, we're going to go buy you a new phone. You ain't going to be in here like trying to put my shit out. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So went and got her new phone, and then <clears throat> that those stories said that the mother was like, "I can't believe that she even got arrested because I never filed a police report. Cops never came. Nothing ever happened. All of a sudden, there's a secret indictment." Yeah, yeah, that's the part I'm having trouble with. Is like, considering this is just a simple domestic squabble, right? Like, uh, there's I the mean, other stories also describe it as a fifty dollar phone, which isn't a felony. She's been charged with two or three felonies. Yeah. And one misdemeanor, where's domestic the, violence. Where's the, yeah, where's the evidence of domestic violence? Okay. Where's where's the evidence that the they actually even took the cell phone in the first place? Did they find the phone? I, fuck if I know. It, it, it sounds this, like, okay. And it's this is And this is why we wanted to lead in with this, because yeah. we <laughs> both watched Shattergate. 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 Shadowgate two days ago. Now, if you haven't seen it yet, like you said, you go over to BitChute and watch it. Yeah. Um, go Google if you if you choose to. It's a very now. Granted, it is fairly pro Trump. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. There's a lot of leaning towards it, but they also the reason why Alex Jones fired. Did you see what that was? No, his official story and her response on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she posted a thing that said something along the lines of like, "I bet or I will put on the line ten thousand dollars." That Alex Jones will not provide me the proof that I talked badly about him or Roger Stone. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But his allegation, the reason why he said he fired her was because her documentary talked bad about Alex Jones and talked bad about Roger Stone. I didn't see a single bad thing. It did not do that. Exactly. So, his reason's bullshit. These news stories about the arrests are bullshit. I'm just saying. Well. So, the meat of the issue... Is obviously the problem here, and here's here's the problem, and this this is the problem, <sighs> is like, and this kind of hits this hits our territory hard. Yeah, bet. And that's that. Okay, Alex Jones has spent what twenty years espousing his beliefs at least on the air. Yeah, and he's had a couple run-ins, but nothing serious, right? I think they're all fucking okay. They're all shows. That being said, shadow puppetry. She gets 
arrested on what ends up being a domestic dispute. The cop admitted on, on a recording uh, that it was a secret indictment. Yeah, that you're why why for a domestic dispute is there a secret indictment in the first place? It's fucking bullshit. Okay, so the day before the shit dropped. Okay, yeah. So you know, Alex Jones has never had anything like that happen to him before, right? He had a debt drunk driving arrest. He had an OVI. He had a few arrests. He's been arrested a number of times, but it's always been some dumb shit. Yeah. But the thing is, is I feel like she, she got too close. Right. Because if you watch this documentary, this, you got to watch it for yourself. We're only going to give you a, a, a sampling. Not even cliff notes. Yeah. So just basically. Just the palette. Yeah. Just not the what. Make yeah. your own opinion. The premise of this documentary I don't want to say premise because that infers that it's fake. This documentary yeah. is about the fact that... Some ideas that we would present from the documentary. We, and we've talked about this before to an extent, except more in the federal, the government sense, right? <clears throat> yeah. Okay, we already know the NSA is taking everything we have. Shout out Edward Snowden. And fi- yeah, God bless Edward Snowden for letting us know that they... I mean, we people probably knew it before. We, we talked about it, but he was the one that gave concrete proof. Everything you do... Track, trace, online or anything leaves your digital fingerprint behind. Yes. And the NSA tracks it. Right. Right. Every search term, everything you do, every keystroke you make. Every face you make when you read a news story. Is, is getting damn. pressed through an algorithm to determine things about you, to right. create a profile, right? What you might not have known was that the same exact thing is being done to you in private companies. It's almost like uh, we talked before about how NASA was giving everything over to SpaceX. Yeah. And people were like, oh, that's because NASA shut down. No, it's because SpaceX isn't responsible for a FOIA request. Yeah. It's a private company. So these intelligence agencies build these profiles, and they're like, hey, wait, we could pay people to do this shit for us. Yeah. So they they have all these companies. Uh, they go out here and collect all this data. Well, they're also using these companies... In ways for psychological operations. Yeah. And I use the example. If you and 15 of your closest friends somehow come upon some money and you buy a fucking apartment complex and you, you want to have like a survivalist community or whatever, mm-hmm. they use Chaz as an example in the documentary. Yeah. Which is, I mean, Chaz is shitty, but whatever. <clears throat> it paints a picture. If you're all in this area, this information is so detailed with your psychological profile. Things that we could never tell you, things that we missed, things that we'll never know. Ways that they, they build these profiles. But I, they can tailor news stories and things that you see in your feeds or things that come to your phone, specifically in that tiny little apartment complex if, or in that little area, here's just to agitate you or make you feel a certain it, type of way. Exactly. If they want to incite people, it's... Like, the they, the don't even, they don't actually even have to put any thought into it at this point. They've created the algorithms that do it for them. Yeah, it's automatic. Like, they ask for... <clears throat> we need disturbance in fucking quadrant 14. Yeah. Right. That's we, all it takes. This kind of goes back and touches upon the episode we did with, uh, what was her name? Selenor, Eleanor Belanoff? Uh, Somerset Belanoff. Somerset Belanoff. Where we, we basically, like, we went into it hard thinking maybe this is fucking real shit. And, and we looked into it and we're like, this is a fucking, I, I said in that episode, and I remember this almost every day, I feel like that was the first conspiracy theory that was created by AI. Yeah, because all the faces, all the faces were fake. Everything was fake. Check out that episode. They let the leash out a little too much. Yeah, because uh, kind of maybe yeah. some maybe <laughs> some smooth brains might have caught that one and thought it was real. Yeah, 
But uh, not quite all, a few. We had a lot of views on that these, shit. Not these BDE wrinkle brains we got over here on the Buzz and Toast podcast. <laughs> these these fucking fat wrinkled brains. Fat, thick, you know? thick brains. Got them waterhead brains. But them the thing is, is that... Waterbed booties. Yeah, the thing that should, that should kind of disturb all of you is that they, like... And this... I have people who are friends who are what I would consider liberal. Yeah. I have friends that are what I consider conservative. Talking classic liberal or modern day liberal? Let's say modern day. Okay. I could say... Listen... Uh, We're all classic liberal. I... I draw the line at commies. Okay. Yeah, communists don't have souls. They're not. We've people. discussed this perp. Yeah, I they're, mean, they're not people. You're basically saying allegedly you could kill them and it would not suffer any karmic response. They're they're on the on the on the on the tub scale of of gross. They're just a shade above pedophiles at this point. Oh man, I know. Shade. Yeah. So. <laughs> Not as bad. I mean, if I had one bullet and I had to choose between a, a, a commie... Would you try to line it up if it was a high enough caliber to pro- hit? Probably. <laughs> it would solve two problems And then bludgeon once. the other one with your gun? It'd probably solve two problems at once, you know? I feel you. But he, the with thing is, hands. is that, like, this shit... Motherfucker. I'm sorry. This shit should hit home for them because they are using this shit to make you mad. Yeah, or sad or scared memes, or anything. Yeah. Memes? They... They've they, they've created memes solely for the purpose. We talked of- about that too a long time ago. Remember that? Yeah. That uh, we we named the dollar amount. I can't remember the episode or the amount, but they they had an entire department created for fucking meme making mm-hmm. on tax dollars. Sorry to interrupt. That just they still haven't hired us. You 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 pulled that drawer out. Yeah, they still haven't hired us. But the thing is, is they 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 they're using these tools to manipulate you. Why? Because it's. The simplest solution is the left-right paradigm. Yeah. Right? It keeps you all angry at each other instead of looking at the archons above yeah. and being like, they're the fucking problem. These controllers. Because when you look at these cocksuckers, right? Yeah. Like, case in point, fucking, you know, everyone suddenly, like, I don't think, I'm not going to say everybody, but I'd say at least 50% of people on the left who are, who are voting for Joe Biden, like, oh, he's going to... You know, he's going to make things better again, and he's going to do this, he's going to do that. This motherfucker has been in politics for 47 motherfucking years. Yeah, he hasn't okay? done a goddamn thing. He hasn't done a goddamn you know what, thing. You know, actually, he did create gun-free zones. Yeah. Which is good. He also is for, one of the forefathers for sure of modern criminal justice. Yeah. He and tell me, up, tell me that works like a fucking well-tuned machine. I have to assume, but I feel like it's a solid assumption, that Joe Biden has indirectly or directly locked up more black people than we have, or anybody in the Bones and Tubbs nation. Yeah. So, that being said, I mean, you can say thing. Trump's been a part of the system for X amount of years, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, these people aren't, like, they want us to, they, they, it's like. It's a goddamn, it's goddamn WWE. I'm sorry if I broke anybody's heart right now, but WWE is not real. But the thing is, like, it's just, I don't understand how, like, people can't just, like, break away from this. And you know what the fucked up part is? You talk to individuals. And you say the shit to them, and they'll wholeheartedly agree with you. But then, like, it's like some sort of weird herd mentality thing. When they get in a group, they get real fucking stupid. Yeah, they get the group thing going on. Shout out George Orwell. Like, I, I, I just, I, I don't understand it. But, like, with Shadowgate, you guys have to go check it out. Yeah. Right or left, I right mean, or wrong, it, you gotta watch it. I don't even know. Like, I watched it. I would suggest try to cut it into two parts. Mm. Watch one half, watch the other half. Watching the whole thing at once was a 
overload. You know what's crazy too? Uh, the news stories we were talking about the difference, but the, the one that I had, the, the one that you chose to read that I that I chose, the Cleveland yeah. one, versus the ones that were everywhere, all over the place. They're two different stories, right? Well, as as soon as this documentary dropped, they had fucking everybody, all these fucking goddamn news sites putting out these hit pieces about how she picked nut jobs and how she promoted conspiracy theories, which was a term created after JFK was assassinated. If you don't believe that he was killed by Lee Harvey Oswald, you're a conspiracy theorist. It's created by the CIA. Anyway, they just they hit hard and it was it it, it only rang true of Project Mockingbird. Oh yeah. Well all and that's this the shit thing. came out at the same they, goddamn time. They basically explained the premise of Project Mockingbird, except in a private sense. Yeah. Like private corporations. They've just expanded into the private sector. Because the thing is like, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people see it before where some big news event happens and someone takes a clip from like 30 different news agencies, all using the same uh, wording to explain things, right? Right. You know, uh, or like with, say like COVID, you've heard the new normal how many times? Yeah. That came- that Propaganda. That came from a think tank. Right. They, who, who just basically, all they do is like, imagine if you will, like everybody who's listening probably has a job and everybody who's listening probably at their job have received a memo before yeah. from the top, right? right? Yeah. Imagine if you will, that's all they're really doing. They're Trickle like, down thoughts. they're like, they, they, they type out their memo and they send this shit out to <laughs> all these new agencies, news agencies, which are basically under the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. Right, in one way or the other. They all read the same guy. And they don't even have enough fucking good sense or know-how to like maybe shake it up a little bit and change it. Change some shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. They just use the same shit. Like, you literally put no thought into it. I forget the term. I want to say we've shared it on the Facebook page before. Uh, It's something like, if you go to YouTube and you type in, all media is the same, you get a fucking four-minute video of all these different local, like Channel 7 here, mm-hmm. Channel 2, whatever, wherever the, wherever you guys are, you know what I'm talking about, the local news and the national news, and they start on one, and they continue with the others, where the other one left off, and then they play them all at once, and it's all the goddamn same. It's like 144 different news channels that are all saying the same exact script. Well, it's it, and it's a part of a narrative thing, too. Like, say, for example, they wait for, they need something... Right, and they need something to yeah. use for their for their purposes. I can't breathe. So yeah, so they wait for something to happen. Right, or you know, if they you're make part something of, happen, they make something happen. They make sure they make sure they like like I said, it's like a memo. They pump it out, and fuck it, everybody shows it. I'm gonna go and ahead, it's, and it's out there, right? Yeah, and then they wait for they 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 use the right words and the right way to do things to make a, a reaction. Yeah. Right. So then once the reaction happens, then it's a matter of the memo comes down again and says, we want you, all we want you to do is videotape this reaction. Yeah. And then show it back to the people. Make them watch it over and, then, and over so, again. So now you're going to see, it, it, it's and it's a division tactic, right? Yeah. Because you're basically, because when people see that footage, you're going to probably think two di- there's going to be two types of thinking on it. They, they specifically crafted it to have a divisive... 50, 50 like, they don't even want to show you probably 99% of the demonstrators or the protesters were peaceful. Right. Right. They they literally, they focus in on- Agent the, provocateur. Agent provocateurs, they focus in on the, the destruction yeah. and those things because here's the thing. Because you're going to get that division 
element to it. Yeah. Because you're going to have two reactions to it. You're going to have the people. It puts you back in the box of right and left. You're going to have the people that are it. like, that destruction is justified. And then you're going to have the other side that's like, no, nah, fuck that. Then you fuck got stupid motherfuckers talking about a child getting shot by a fucking, just because he was black, it was okay to shoot a white kid. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Well, that, okay. Further and, direct. You know, it's all propaganda. And that's the thing. We didn't really talk about that incident on the show last time. Right. But the reason I, I mean, I, I feel horrible for that family. I really do. And, I mean, we've talked before but, about. Here's what on I'll the s- other. I mean, if you want to break it down in a race, but he, but here's the thing. Now, I'm not even gonna th- this thing. It's a f- it's a f- evil man committed an evil act. Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing. Nothing. And else. and this is this is why I'll raise about that whole thing and the reason why. Like I'm not. I mean, I feel terrible for the family. Right. But here's the thing. Okay. The the evil man who did that wasn't immediately arrested, and he will get he justice will be served upon him. Right. Okay. Now let's let's move move the frame here. So let's take for example in Kentucky, Brianna Taylor. Mm-hmm. She was sleeping in her bed and she got shot. And those cops are still roaming the streets free, getting a paycheck, pulling people over. Okay, so feel sad. You can feel sad, because but the thing is, is that event? yeah. But the thing is, justice was served for him, even though it's a shitty event. It's a terrible thing. Justice is going to be served for him. His family, his family will get their day in court. You can't ignore. It's it's not it's not an individual event. It's systemic. It's a systemic problem. The system is broken. Yeah. You have, like you said, the same system doing that shit to Breonna Taylor. Yeah. So and she receives no justice. As far as I'm, and that's why, like, when people bring it up and try to politicize this shit, I'm like, why? Okay. This isn't like the family is grieving. Right. They're mourning. Right. And I granted, there's probably a very tiny point zero 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 one percent of the population that's trying to say that this dude didn't do anything wrong. Right. But it is a very small, tiny, microscopic, very vocal minority. Yeah. Right. Most everybody else is like, no, nah, fuck this dude. He's yeah. fucking evil. Most everyone. And, and that's the thing. That's why this to me is a non. I mean. It's really, I mean, it's tragic, but it's a non-issue because everybody for like 99.999% of the population agree, fuck that dude. I think that about wraps it up. We got one more. Oh, we do? I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Sorry if you had plans. No, you're good. Sozo. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you do have one more thing, don't you? Right? Shit. I was so glad you agreed with that one. Okay. I didn't think you would. That's why I sent you your email. I literally sat by my computer and I looked at it and I was like, when's he going to respond? <laughs> so the last thing we wanted to talk about today, that last like five minutes is probably going to have to be just eaten all That's the way. Fine. That's fine. That's why I apologize. I'm sorry, everybody in the Bones and Stuff Nation. We told a real life story from our lives, but we had to protect certain elements of that story in order to tell it. Yes. Okay. So the last thing we wanted to talk about today was something that was brought to my attention by my podcasting partner two days ago. And that was uh, something concerning Zozo. Zozo. This was brought to me by El Presidente or on uh, Instagram. What is it? Meme-tastic? Yes. Okay. So check out Meme-tastic on Instagram. Follow him because he's always on that fire. Mm-hmm. He makes me feel like a piece of shit sometimes looking at his story. I, he, he always posts the, the fire and, and he gives me the, the drive to push forth. Mm-hmm. What did you say earlier? Tally on. Mm, tally ho. Tally forth. Sally forth. So I'm going to read this. Uh, forgive or I might correct the grammatical errors. I cannot judge him. Sometimes you just got to put out that fire. I'm going to read this whole page if you're fine with that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, maybe not the whole page. I'm gonna try my best. This is from Darren Evans Paranormal blogspot.com. Darren Evans is a paranormal researcher from Tulsa, Oklahoma, featured on tra- on Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures on multiple episodes and the series A Haunting. Darren stars himself in the motion picture I Am Zozo and is most notably known for exposing what has become known worldwide as the Zozo phenomenon. This article was written on Monday, March 23rd, 2020. Is 2020 the year of Zozo? He writes, In 2012, I published information that I had received several reports on Zozo encounters on Ouija boards that foretold 2020 as apocalyptic. This screenshot is from my post entitled Zozo 2012, and then he links to his story, which is timestamped 2012. So we are left with a lot of questions and not many answers. We may never know. One thing we do know is that it's still happening with increasing frequency. Recently, in some of the Zozo encounters sent to me via the site, it seems Zozo has some apocalyptic messages or prophecy, not for the year 2012, but instead the year 2020. After reading these, I noticed 2020 has a very similar name as Zozo itself. Numerology, sigils, astrology, occult symbology are a few things that I use when I look into these topics. In several emails sent to me, descriptions of doomsday scenarios were revealed. In one account, Zozo promised that there would be a great coma in 2020. Could this coma really mean corona? In another chilling email, a mom from Minnesota reported a session in which Zozo said it would be born again in 2020 and that it was currently in a state, a dream state, but would awaken from its slumber and cause the earth to shake. The following link describes a frightening Ouija session in which 2020 is mentioned this session produced alarming references to the stock market crashing in china the ouija session also predicted that donald trump will be elected president i'm going to link this in the description of our youtube channel on youtube.com forward slash bones and tubs <laughs> on march 16 2017 i tweeted the above caption many zozo encounters revealed that the end of days will happen in 2020 there will be an eclipse of that there will be an eclipse of that year. I had no idea that my mother would die on January 11th of 2020, during the first full moon of the decade and the year 2020, the same date as the lunar wolf moon eclipse. In 2016, I emailed Rosemary Ellen Gilly, co-author of the book The Zozo Phenomenon. We had plans to release a follow-up project tentatively entitled Zozo Prophecies 2020. Unfortunately, Rose passed away before we could process our findings. Then he posed a conversation between the both of them. The next picture is titled a foreboding and it shows him in a hospital bed looking super fucked up with a respirator mask on. On November 3rd, 2018, I was hospitalized with with a severe upper respiratory infection for two weeks. I developed sepsis and began coughing up blood. Doctors tested me for influenza and it came back negative. Days prior, I had conducted a live Ouija session on the show Ghost Adventures. During the broadcast, the session was just getting started when Zozo was spelled out. But before we could continue, we were asked to shut it down due to network time. No closing of the session was done, and days later I was hospitalized. Not long after this, my brother Travis was found dead in my mom's house in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Within a week, my lifelong friend Roland died from a tragic accident in Tulsa. Never in my wildest nightmares would I have thought that both Travis and Roland would wind up lying next to each other in the same Tulsa morgue. But that is exactly what happened. Two years later, uh, I think they skipped over a part somewhere, but that whole thing 
with the uh, there was a video with him doing that live Ouija session. Mm-hmm. So it says something along the lines of a pandemic or some type of sickness, mm-hmm. and he literally exhibits this whole supposed coronavirus. So I thought that was neat. Well, not only that, but if you Zozo, if you look at the word Z O Z O two O two O two O two O Zozo twenty twenty. Yeah, goes back to your dream. We'll get to that if you want to. Uh, two years later, we are. In the grips of the worst influenza pandemic the world has ever seen since the Spanish flu in 1918, COVID-19 erupted in November of 2019 in Wuhan, China, days before the new coronavirus began its reign of destruction. Zach Baggins tweeted this cryptic, spontaneous post. We near 2020, we fear Zozo. Did Zach have a bad dream about Zozo the night of November 1st? I find it ironic that he would tweet about a coming of 2020 and the fear about to hit the world days before the pandemic surfaced. Besides, besides the Zozo connection to 2020, what other sources predicted 2020 in the end days? The following Tumblr posts had a destructive astrological prediction for 2020. Predictive look at 2020. The following film clip is from 2000, from the 2000 movie Cecil B. Demented. Zozo is mentioned at least three times as a three-headed dog that guards the gates of hell. And then you can play the video. <coughs> this was nine years before I went public with my research into the Zozo phenomenon. If Zozo was not known as a demon by modern society until 2009, how is it that the name Zozo was used in the film? Cerebrus is usually named to fit this demonic character. Then he goes on to Bible shit. Revelations 13 describes a three-headed dragon emerging from the sea. Other 2020 predictions. A computer program called World One, which was developed in 1973 at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, or MIT, predicts 2020 to be the year in which a series of catastrophic Events kick off a 20-year process of a slow demise of human civilization. According to a 1973 book by astrologer Gene Dixon, Armageddon will come in 2020 when a false prophet, Satan, and the Antichrist rise together against mankind. Uh, Sylvia Brown, a renowned psychic who wrote a book called The End of Days, said that in around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. According to the Mayan calendar, 2012 was to signify the end of the great cycle of time, thought to be the end of the world. Stephen Hawking was interviewed saying that, Mayan cal- that the Mayan calculation of 2012 was based on a miscalculation, that the true end of time, the true end of the cyclical time period is 2020. Here's a screenshot from a poem I found published in 2010. The poem reads, So my people bang the bells of survival. Let them toll. To tell the story for all the people, the world's people, who in this place are no more, who are no more. We must fix our humanity with sincere congeniality or bring to pass the dismal foretelling of the ancients, the Olmec, the Mayans, the Celts, the Persians, the Greeks. Somewhere between 2010 and 2020, mankind will meet sufferings of plenty. Many souls will fall into the abyss when the world makes its new turn. The bodies of many innocents will pile high and reach the mountaintops. Revelations describes seven angels delivering the seven plagues. COVID-19 is the seventh identified strain of coronavirus. Corona means crown because of the virus's signature protein spikes. 2016, the Herebric time is 5777, known as the Feast of Trumpets. 
This correlates with Donald Trump being elected as president. This is also called the age of Zayn. Zayn is the seventh letter in Hebrew in the Hebrew alphabet. It is considered a time in which we will all be judged by God. Zayn means crown in Hebrew, or represented by a sword. This time period ushers in 2020. The letter Z, thought to contain two inverted sevens, as a letter. It has a dark history of being eliminated in early Latin, for the pronunciation produced facial grimaces called the rictus of death, resembling that of a freshly dug up corpse. Could the age of Zion signify biblical predictions in the end of days? A Tibetan, a Tibetan prophecy, written in 700 AD, reveals that mankind will go through a series of ages. One age of prosperity will last for thousands of years, but a king will unwillingly release a human from the Ninth Citadel underground. His name? Zozo. The appearance of Zozo signifies the age of declines, where Zozo becomes the lord of all demons. This epoch will trigger the end of mankind as all the world's demons band together with Zozo. I will be adding additional information as I have the time during this world crisis. I am saddened to hear of the fires of Australia, the recent seismic activity such as in Utah, out of the season of tornadoes that hit Nashville, causing devastating loss of property and life. We are seeing the arrival of locusts awakening from their 17-year hibernation. I fear that the world, as we know it, is about to change. Staring out of the passenger window, I had been asking for a sign. Moments later, I snapped this picture in Las Vegas. I did not realize at the time that there was a razor wire in the photo. So a razor wire and a rainbow. Hmm. Symbology. Synchronicity tells us to be mindful of these signs. I think <clears throat> this picture tells a story. The fence is symbolic of us all being imprisoned by the recent events. We are all facing the biggest challenges the world has ever seen. But we not, we must not give up hope. We must continue to fight our demons of destruction. We must remain vigilant in the struggle for survival. I pray that we will stay strong and overcome these staggering predictions. May God be with us all. Darren. Hmm. That's Fire. some good shit. Yeah. Brings me back to your demon dream. Yeah. We talked about that before. Unless you want to go into it again. Did we talk about it on the show? I don't know. Did we? I thought we did. We the can one, do it again, though. I mean, we one, got so many new listeners. Talk about the one from back in the day. It was the one that you had first watched Hereditary, I think, and then you had that dream about, like, he's already here, but we're waiting on Big Boy. Yeah, so I had this dream. I watched the movie Hereditary, and... Not a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> and then that night, I had a dream where, in the that movie, it's uh, Payman, right? Uh, Payman, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, it's Payman and... That's who's in. That's the demon in Hereditary. Yeah, I kept and, saying Pazuzu when I was retelling the story. Oh, that's cool. That's some other shit. Yeah, Pazuzu is from The Exorcist. Yes, but uh, in the dream, somebody told me that they're like, "Oh, Payman's there. He's already here." Like they're basically the dream was about the fact that all of them were here already, except one, the last one, the biggest boy, the big boy, that boy, the the. The light bringer, the Lucifer boy, yeah, yeah. the granddaddy of them boys. Yeah, I was telling uh, Tobin's the other day. I had a dream where I woke up with a roughly 150 heart rate. Okay, mm-hmm. which is not common. I don't wake up that way normally. Normally, yeah. I mean, I guess unless I think I slept in or something for yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, Jesus, fuck, Kevin, <laughs> we slept in, <laughs> but uh, not nearly as prophetic or. 
you know, a call to because yours, but mm-hmm. I was watching, for some reason in my mind, I was watching the Democratic debates or political debates. I can't even say Democratic, like yeah. politicians on a stage mm-hmm. in front of podiums. And as they introduced themselves, they screamed in these fucking mind-bending demonic tones. Mm-hmm. There were like four of them. Yeah. And they each had their own terrifying scream, and I had to watch all of it. And then I woke up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Maybe we're about it. to go through some demonic shit. What do you think? It's possible. It goes back to the old saying. I mean, I don't like quoting the Bible too much, but there's that thing in Revelations, the time will come when... Uh, how does it go? Uh, young, talking about Daniel? Young men. No, you're talking about the book of Daniel. Is it book of Daniel? Yeah. See, I'm not a very... Uh, in the end times, I will give your old men dreams and your young okay. men visions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that wrap, wraps it up for the show. It's a good one, though. Yeah. We'd like to thank you all for listening. Yes. Hey, you know what? You need to go over and check out JMY5. JMY5 Internet Studios on Instagram. Commission some artwork from that dude. Buy his shit. Yeah, for it's great. Real. Game call shit. Call it art. It's art. We Buy gotta, his art. We gotta thank Blood of the Brave. Blood of the Brave on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Blood of the Brave.com. Check him out on Bandcamp.com. Yeah. He does our music. He's an anarchist. He's fantastic. Yes. He's a um, shit, though. You know, you'd always get a hold of us. Instagram.com forward slash Bones and Tubs. Facebook.com forward slash Bones and Tubs. Twitter at Bones and Tubs. And Bones and Tubs gmail.com. There you go. And if you want to hit us up with some patronage. Patronage. Over at patreon.com forward yeah. slash, guess what? Bones and Tubs. Bones and Tubs. We're also on Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App. Cash App, dollar sign. Bones and Tubs. Yes. So we'd like to thank y'all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you guys have a safe week, and we hope to see you guys next time. I hope you find this somewhere. Hit that share link and send it to everyone in your contacts book. We love you. We really do. Shop. I'm here to talk cops who crooked and corrupt who need to be stopped who aren't afraid to aim squeeze the release round after round until they put them in sheets I said any and everywhere they're hitting it well aware of what they're doing and no they don't care everything's illegal and nobody's free we're all tapped to track yeah you and me hardwired and tuned they watch in the back room with the cameras on zoom laughing to me and you yeah go ahead and think it ain't a police stick for real, cause the cops got tanks, I got hounds that call out around to the use, but that ain't a problem until the used on you. I said, one false move, you'll be up on the news in the morning and evening footage of your family weeping, man down. Yeah, they do what they want, and they rule by force and they're right on the hunt, man down. They put another in the ground, I got tanks and troops headed to your town, man down. It ain't a game, it's a shame, that's why I don't play, cause they run the game. Man down Yeah, they do what they want And they rule by force And they're right on the They hunt. say That's the way it is But it's sick as the kids Deserve more than to live In the world like this I'm pissed I'm phased and in the rage And hot from the flash And the bang grenades I'm burning alive Cause I'm burning inside I'm a man on fire Cause another man died I'm appalled Let's just list them all I'm sure I'll miss a few And a few will applaud They punch kids, shot kids Taste pregnant ladies Taking babies to land And put cuffs on the hands of veterans It choked a peacemaker He broke up a fight And then died a little later They shot men in the back Who went under attack And were caught on film And they lied about the facts They protect each other They're on in the throne So don't be shocked at all When they're breaking your home Man down Yeah, they
the rat on the hunt, man down. They put another in the ground. I got tanks and troops headed to your town, man down. It ain't a game, it's a shame. That's why I don't play, cause they run the game, man down. Yeah, they do what they want, and they rule by force in the rat on the hunt. It'll get real in a matter of minutes. Going without a sentence, no trial, no witness. Man down, it ain't new, get a clue and just think next time. It could have been you, man down. It ain't new, get a clue and just think next time. It could have been you, man down. It ain't new, get a clue and just think next time. It could have been you, it'll get real. In a matter of minutes, gone without a sentence, no trial, no witness. Man down, it ain't new, get a clue and just think next time. It could have been you, man down. It ain't new, get a clue and just think next time. It could have been you, man down. It ain't new, get a clue and just think next time. It could have been you. All they need is a reason. It don't matter, it's open season. All they need is a reason. It don't matter. It's open season, all they need